causes an active Mormon to leave the Mormon Church? How does an ex-Mormon feel when he leaves the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Join us today as I interview Micah Wilder. While on his Mormon missionary journey, he decided to witness to a Christian pastor, and the pastor witnessed back. Through this pastor's witness, Micah came to know the Christ of the Bible as his Savior and Lord. Stay tuned today as we learn more about this amazing story. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Micah, for being my guest today. Glad to be here. I've heard your story um, many times. I interviewed your mom, Lynn Wilder, some couple of years ago, I guess. and um, But I've never actually had a chance to actually hear the story from you. So I want to ask you to share a little bit about, first of all, your family of origin. Um, I kind of gave away a little of the story in the introduction, but tell us about your family. They were very involved in the Mormon Church uh, as you were growing up. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, our family was uh, very active, uh, very strong and faithful in, uh, in the Mormon Church, the Mormon religion. Um, we grew up in the Midwest, in Indiana is where, where I grew up, and, and just, you know, we went to church every week, we uh, obeyed the commandments, we lived all the laws and the ordinances and everything that was involved in Mormonism and Mormon culture, and we were just kind of uh, uh, very entrenched in that in that lifestyle. You know, my, my dad had been in bishoprics and on high councils, and he was a high priest in Mormonism, and... Um, uh, my mother was a professor at Brigham Young University um, as well, and, and we just kind of had had everything perfect in our lives as far as it related to our, our religious standing. And uh, personally, um, growing up, I was a very strong and faithful Mormon. I kind of co- compare myself to Saul before he became Paul. I'd say that mm-hmm. I was very active in trying to um, follow the laws and commandments of Mormonism to a T. I was very religious, very pharisaical, um, very law-based, um, believing that, you know, it was through Mormonism and through, you know, living the laws of Mormonism perfectly that I could, you know, make myself right with God. And so as a teenager, I, I was kind of known as, as the very faithful uh, Mormon kid uh, who, was, who was righteous, you know, on, on the outside anyway. Now, at some point, you your family actually moved to Utah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. When I was about fourteen, so in nineteen ninety nine, we we picked up and relocated from Indiana to Utah uh, because my mother uh, got the job, as I mentioned, as a professor at BYU. So we left Indiana, which is is a very small percentage of of Mormons, and moved out to Utah. In fact, the town that we lived in Utah called Alpine uh, is about ninety eight percent. Uh, Latter-day Saint LDS. So it was an extreme uh, culture shock for me and my mm. whole family. The high school that I went to was 97 to 98% uh, Mormon. And so really, uh, for us living out there and for me, you know, through my teenage years, high school years, it was it was everything. I mean, it was my culture, it was mm. my friends, my relationships with everybody, family, I mean, you know, church, it was all interconnected. Um, just that whole culture of religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, how many children in your family besides you? Uh, I have two older brothers and one younger sister, so there's four kids total. Okay. And uh, when you were um, a, a 
is it 18 years old that you went on your Mormon missionary journey? I'm not real clear. How old, how old do you need to be, or are you normally when you do yeah, that? I was I was 19 years old when I went. Uh, generally, um, they, they've changed the age limit since. It's now the young men can go when they're 18, um, but uh, I went when I was 19. Okay, well, tell our listeners a little bit about what that means for a Mormon youth to go on a Mormon missionary journey at 19 years old. What is it? What did that mean for you? What did it involve? Sure. Well, in the, in the Mormon Church, you know, there, there's an expectation, a pretty heavy expectation on the young men um, after they graduate from high school to go and serve a two-year mission trip. Now, this is something that, um, although it's voluntary, uh, it's pretty much expected of all young men, and if you don't go, it, it, it kind of puts you in a position of being shamed and ostracized in the community. So mm-hmm. there, there's a huge amount of cultural um, expectation that you're going to go serve this two-year mission trip, and it, it's a huge sacrifice. I mean, you know, you, you, you leave your your family, your home, your job, your schooling, your life as you know it, and, and, and the, the Mormon Church can send you anywhere in the world. You, you really don't have a say in where you go. Uh, you can't choose where you go. Uh, you basically just have to be faithful to wherever it is they choose to send you. And so I had friends, and uh, even my brothers went all over the world. I had a brother that went to Moscow, Russia, another brother that went to Copenhagen, Denmark. And so um, it's it's a huge sacrifice to leave everything you've ever known and loved for two years and to basically work seven days a week, 365 days a year uh, for two straight years for the purpose of, of bringing converts into Mormonism. And it's a very difficult uh, and strict lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so you uh, ended up going to Florida, is that correct? I did, yes. I was in the, the Orlando, Florida mission. All right. So uh, when you were there, so I did not know it was two years. That's a long time. Uh, it is. Yeah. And you must have been very passionate about the Mormon faith that you've already I- indicated that you were. Uh, tell us about... Uh, why you decided to witness to this pastor that kind of transformed your life or changed your life? Yeah, I mean, I, I like you mentioned, I mean, I, I was very, I would probably use the word zealous to mm. describe me. I was very zealous for Mormonism, and I was very confident uh, that the Mormon Church was everything that it claimed to be, which, which basically is that it is the only way to eternal life. It's the only institution that has all the necessary truth and, and authority in order to give salvation to mankind, and I believe that. And so when I got to Florida, I mean, I was very zealous going about door-to-door, talking to people, sharing my faith, trying to convince them and, and convert them to, you know, this this particular religious system. And I guess, I, I mean, I don't know any other way to describe it other than I, I just got overzealous. <laughs> I got overconfident uh, in believing, you know, that I had the truth, and everybody who was outside of Mormonism needed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we figured that that uh, this Baptist preacher needed it just as much as anybody else. And <laughs> so I guess it was kind of an arrogance that we went went to him, believing that you know we would convert him and convert his whole church, and that that you know we were that good of missionaries that we could make it happen. So uh, we and, approached and, him with with the mindset that we were going to bring him into the Mormon Church. And um, what did he say to you? I'm sure it didn't happen just immediately, but how did he share Christ with you that made such a difference in your life? Well, um, his name was Pastor Benson, and, and Pastor Benson was so unique from, from many of the people 
and Christians in particular that I had encountered on my mission, because I, I feel like I have to say this, and it's important for the listeners to understand that when I was going door-to-door for the two years of my Mormon mission, that I would not say that I was treated very well by the people that claimed to be Christians and followers of Jesus Christ. And I think that's an important thing, because we see the Mormon missionaries or the Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever going door-to-door, and a lot of times we don't see them as people who you know, need the gospel. We just kind of want to get away from them. And so a lot of my encounters with Christians were, were you know, get away, get out of here, we're mm. saved, you're not, you're going to hell, you know, that type of mm. mentality. And, and the reason I bring that up is because this pastor that I approached, um, he, he was very different in his approach to me. He really kind of embraced me and my Mormon mission companion with love, with compassion, with understanding. He was very kind to us. And, and I feel like that's that's a huge uh, and crucial element to my testimony because, you know, he didn't condemn me to hell. He didn't kick me out of his church or send me home or, or whatever. He he embraced me with love. And so after we, you know, basically pitched our presentation to him, he shared the love of Christ with us and in a very simple uh, yet powerful way. Um, and basically he just opened up the Word of God, opened up the New Testament, and, and began to share with me um, the, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, for me as a Mormon, the, you know, the gospel meant something totally different. It was it was very works-based, and there were laws and ordinances and commandments and all these things that we had to do and all these offerings we had to give to God in order to earn that good standing. And, and for the first time in my life, you hear this Christian man is telling me, no, this, this is not something that you can earn. It's not something you can work, you know, be worthy of. It's not something that you can work for. It's, it's something that's being offered to you freely through Christ Jesus. And and, and so it really impacted me because it was so contradictory to, to everything that I'd ever been, you know, taught growing mm-hmm. up in the Mormon Church. And yet, you know, it was so powerful to hear about the love of God for me through Christ Jesus. So really, growing up as a Mormon, you never heard the gospel message of Jesus Christ in the way that he presented it, that eternal it, life is a free gift of God, not dependent on your good works. Exactly, exactly. In fact, there, there are a number of scriptures that he shared with me, and one of them was Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, uh, that says, By grace you have been saved through faith. It is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Mm-hmm. And, and that, was, that was the first time in my life I heard that scripture. I mean, as a 19-year-old Mormon missionary, I would say that that was the first time in my life that I heard the gospel, the, you know, the true mm-hmm. uh, saving gospel that is delivered in the Word of God. And so it was an experience that I, I will never forget. Wow. Now, how far along in the two years were you when you had this encounter with the pastor? Uh, I was actually not too far into my mission. I was only about four months, oh. uh, which just kind of <laughs> goes to show how zealous I was, even even <laughs> as a very inexperienced missionary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes new Christians are zealous like that, too. Uh, sometimes they do things that, um, for for those of us that have been Christians for a long time, we, we see as, oh, my goodness, look at this. <laughs> but I think it's cool that um, you tried, to, because if you hadn't, tried to witness to that pastor, you may never have heard the message of the gospel because, as you said, a lot of those Christians were not sharing God's love with you. They were just saying, go away. We don't want to talk to you. You want, you know, I'm presenting something to 40 LWML presidents soon, and I have some do's and don'ts, and one is don't start the conversation with you're in a cult, you're not a Christian. (laughs) It's not the right way to go, but people 
tend to think they should start with the negative. Are you going to go to hell? You mentioned that too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So wonderful. So four months in, what happened next? Well, my my encounter with Pastor Benson, it, it basically ended with him challenging and inviting me um, to open up the Word of God, the Bible, and to read it, and 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 um, not really to take what he had said, uh, you know, but but to open up the Word of God and see what God said. And so I, I accepted that challenge um, as a as a 19 year old Mormon missionary to open up the Bible and to begin reading it. Um, really, for the first time in my life, I mean, I'd, I'd read parts of the Bible and passages of it, but in Mormonism, the Bible is not the infallible you know, authority, the, the the Word of God as we revere it as Christians. Mm-hmm. In, in Mormonism, the Bible is one of just many books of scriptural canon that they follow in addition to uh, what they, they consider modern-day prophecy and, and revelation. And so um, it was a big step for me to, to read the New Testament from cover to cover, which I had never done up to that point in my life. And so that, that kind of started this process of me of, of believing that by reading the Bible and by reading the New Testament, I was going to solidify my faith in Mormonism. I mean, that, that's what I figured was going to be the end result. I mean, I, I didn't begin this process because I had questions or doubts or because any part of me thought that maybe I was wrong um, and that I needed to go in a different direction. I, I simply believed, okay, I'm going to prove Pastor Benson wrong. I'm going to uh-huh. prove the, the whole Christian world wrong by reading the New Testament and proving that Mormonism is everything that it claims to be. Okay. And, uh, of course, that's not what happened. <laughs> All right. Well, good. I want to make some announcements, and um, then uh, after the announcements, we're going to play one of the songs from Adam's Road Ministry, and then uh, we'll continue this discussion after that. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States, and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Why not put Family Shield Ministries into your will or estate? Most people want to give the majority of their assets to their family, but many also put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5 or 10% of it. Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. 
Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. Now I want to play uh, one of the songs from Micah Wilder's ministry, Adams Road Ministry. We haven't even had a chance to talk about it, but after the song we will talk a little bit about his ministry and what they're doing, and then we'll continue hearing from Micah. Beautiful song, Micah. 
just one of many songs that your ministry, Adams Road Ministry, performs throughout the United States. We haven't even talked about that, but I wanted the listeners to hear just one of the songs that you uh, use as you do that ministry. Just briefly, because we still have a lot more to share, tell our listeners about Adams Road Ministry. Yeah, so Adams Road was formed uh, in 2006 uh, by myself along with some other former Mormons. Um, My brother, one of them, uh, who came to salvation along with uh, some other ex-Mormon missionaries uh, that I served my Mormon mission with, who God drew into uh, his saving grace. Uh, we all had this common denominator of coming out of Mormonism, and we also had a common denominator of, of having a passion for music, and really felt mm. called into ministry, called into using music to share the gospel. And so we've been together for almost 10 years now. We uh, travel all over the country. We've been up into Canada. we uh, distribute music and and DVDs and CDs and um, books and stuff all over the world. A big a big thing that God has laid on our heart is is to do everything for free. So we have eight full length albums. Uh, we have uh, all kinds of materials on our website, and we give them all out for free. So wow. people get on there and they can order whatever they want. And we even ship it out for free, and that's just our heart. Um, just like amazing. Paul said in in First Corinthians fifteen, he said, you know, what is my reward that in offering the gospel that I can give it free of charge. And that's just where our heart is. That's fantastic. I didn't even know that, but I love the song. I love the ministry, and I'm hoping to partner with uh, some uh, different organizations in the next year or so and and hopefully bring you into St. Louis. And uh, so we'll we'll stay in touch with that. Uh, Right before the break, you talked about the fact that although you heard that gospel for the very first time, it didn't convince you that Mormonism was wrong. The pastor challenged you to read the Bible, and you began doing that. Uh, what happened from there? Well, um, to, to wrap up a, a very long and complicated story, for the remainder of my two-year mission trip, which would have been about another 20 months, um, I, I very um, faithfully read the New Testament every single day. I read it uh, from cover to cover, uh, almost a dozen times in 20 months. I mean, I was just really becoming consumed by mm-hmm. by the message of God's love that was being poured out through um, His Word. And uh, towards the end of my mission, with about three weeks left, uh, I, I became born again in the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I accepted Jesus Christ alone by faith. I realized um, that He alone was the way, the truth, and the life, you know, that I could never earn that justification by my works and by my my own goodness or my own established righteousness, but I, I accepted the free gift of righteousness given to me from from Jesus Christ, and 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 my life changed forever. You know, I, I was very um, stubborn. I was very Pharisaical, and God had to break that that very hard heart and and just show me that that Jesus is enough, and and His love is. It was so much deeper and so much wider and so much higher than than anything that I'd ever known or, or could have ever even possibly imagined. And and his love was so intimate, and I came to understand that that deep and intimate and real love of God while on my mission, and and it changed me forever. And so I, I basically became a born again Christian on a Mormon mission. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's just a, a powerful story of the power of the gospel to change hearts and change lives. Uh, and and your story didn't end there. We're not going to go into a lot of detail, but your entire family eventually left 
the Mormon Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Your mom, I interviewed her a few years ago, has written the book uh, Unveiling Grace, and that's about uh, your your family and when you were Mormons and, and your story. Uh, that was where I first heard that story. Um, so just uh, comments, maybe a few comments related to how did you witness to your mom, dad, and siblings after this happened? Yeah. So my uh, a big part of me being able to witness them was that I was put in a situation where I kind of had no choice. I, 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 at the end of my mission, witnessed in front of all my missionary peers and my Mormon leaders uh, of, of the gospel, of what God had done in my life, and that ended up getting me in trouble and getting me kicked off my Mormon mission. Uh, and so that, that whole scenario of having been a faithful, zealous, Mormon missionary to now I'm being sent home from my mission in shame as an apostate uh, was something that really kind of shook my family to the core. And so uh, that whole situation in and of itself caused my parents to begin to question, well, what's going on with their son? And so um, all I could do in that situation was really just to love them and to lovingly invite them to read the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what it was that had changed my life. You know, I didn't have access to you know, Christian books or sermons or pastors or whatever to tell me what it was that I was or wasn't supposed to believe as a Christian. I simply, you know, read the New Testament, and that's how I came to know the love of God. And so I gave that invitation to each one of my family members um, just to read the read the Bible, you know, as a child and see what God does in your life. And, and as you mentioned, you know, every single member of my family ended up eventually leaving Mormonism uh, embracing, you know, a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, and 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 it's been an amazing uh, miracle to witness. I'm, it I'm really is a miracle. Tenured, yeah, she was a tenured professor at BYU. I mean, mm. this this was her life, her financial security, everything that that uh, she and my my dad had worked for for decades. You know, to to earn this this standing in their religion, and then to walk away from all of that um, for a relationship with Jesus. But for for any of us who are in Christ Jesus, I mean. It, there's no choice. I mean, we understand that what Jesus offers us, um, it's it's so much more valuable than anything that this world can ever give, and, and that's what all of us have come to know. And so although we lost, you know, jobs and, and scholarships and, and career paths and friends and relationships and all these things, I mean, those things pale in comparison to, to the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus. Well, we have less than two minutes left, Micah. I knew this would go quickly. One of the things I hoped we would have time to do, I'll have to have you on again, is to talk a little bit about the challenges as you've just kind of touched on the fact that as Mormons leave, there's all kinds of challenges like losing jobs, losing friends, sometimes losing uh, family members that don't leave. So we'll leave that for another time because our time is up. I want to mention again that my guest has been Micah Wilder, and uh, he is an ex-Mormon who works with Adams Road Ministry. And um, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com.
Wright Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.